This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to Higher Ground with Chris Warren. Good evening and welcome, folks, to Higher Ground. This is your late night sports bar on Wednesday, the 17th of November. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Yeah, come on up, join us up here on higher ground, pull up a stool, uh, make yourself nice and comfortable, grab yourself a drink, pick up one of those drink vouchers there that uh, again have been kindly left uh, by Hutchie. Uh, let's have a have a chat. There's space on the open line right now if you do want to uh, call in, and uh, you should know that number by now, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 hasn't changed. Uh, or you can drop us a text as well. That number is 0457 736 736. And also for our listeners in New Zealand through SENZ, Kia Ora to you. And that number for you guys to uh, to text through, double eight double three. Simple as that. Big night of boxing, and uh, we will be across it all uh, here over the next uh, hour or two. Tim Zhu against Takeshi Inouye, the super middleweight showdown at Kudos Bank Arena. The undercard has been stacked as well. Some really good fights on out there. Uh, as we know, Timmy is 19-0 and 0 and on the verge of his first world title fight. The muscle-bound Japanese fighter, Takeshi Inouye, um, has lost just once in his 19 professional fights. That was a world title fight back in uh, January. 19, but he has won his last four. A loss for Zhu, uh, if that happens, would seriously dent his world title hopes. Um, it would give Inouye the chance to take on current WBO champ Brian Castaño. So quite a risk, you might say, for Timmy Zhu, and plenty at stake for Inouye too. Former world champ Billy Dib uh, will join us shortly. In fact, and uh, right throughout the the night. Uh, we'll look back at those fights and have a chat uh, to Billy Dib very, very shortly. Uh, in cricket, a uh, big day in cricket news as well. Matthew Wade's uh, text test axing is, has been confirmed. Um, Uzi Kawaja and Travis Head, they seem to be vying then for the uh, the number five spot for the first Ashes test um, after that 15-man squad was named today. So no Matthew Wade. Uh, he's been given the punt. Uh, there are 26 players named all up. They'll have a three-day warm-up game or an intra-squad game, if you like, starting on 1st of December. Uh, and then Australia A, well, really, they, they're the B team, aren't they? Australia B. Um, they will play the England Lions or England's B team starting on December 9. Mitchell Marsh missed out on the Ashes selection, but... Uh, has been named in the Australia A team. So uh, we'll see a bat-off, won't we, between, between Kawaja and and Travis Head. Both of them left-handers aiming uh, for a test recall following the axing of, 
of Matty Wade. Um, so you might have your thoughts on that. Looking through the numbers, and you, you might well, Kawaja has been going great, hasn't he? Particularly, uh, you know, in, in the in the current Sheffield Shield season. They're very similar, actually. Test averages. So Kawaja's up around 40, just a shade over 40 test batting average. And against England, he averages 27. He hasn't played a test match um, since the third match of the 2019 Ashes. Um, but as I say, he's uh, he's scoring runs for fun and a couple of centuries to start the Sheffield Shield, Shield season. Travis Head, um, not far behind at all. In fact, they're identical averages, if you look at them really, in terms of test average and then an average against England. So Travis Head's test average, just slightly under Kawaja, 39.75. And then his average against England, exactly the same as Kawaja, 27. So you might have your thoughts on that. Rugby league-wise, um, fair bit about today. And I see that um, Abby Corusau, he's met with the, the head honchos out there at Penrith. Um, and all the cards have been laid on the table, re-vaxxing or not vaxxing. And uh, there's no way in the world they're going to sack Appy Coruscant, but they will or will be prepared to play without him. There will be a handful of games that, um, if things stay as they are, he won't be able to, p- to play in. So I, I'd have to think they will reach some sort of deal. Players like Appy, uh, um, that if you, you know, if you can't play a handful of games, surely that would have to be shaved off your, your contract, wouldn't it? I would have thought that was only fair. Uh, the Socceroos, we'll talk about them as well. Things made uh, a little bit difficult now. Um, if they are to uh, qualify for the World Cup, I finish first or second in their group. Um, a draw against China, not what they had expected. Maybe they went in just a little bit complacent. They've still got a handful of games to go. Still the opportunity there. But boy, oh boy, you don't want to have to try and qualify the hard way for the World Cup. All right, uh, pick up the phone, 1300 01 1170. All that text line again, 0457 736 736. This is Higher Ground. Yeah, folks, uh, let's get ready to rumble. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, okay, okay. Step on up, step into the ring, step up to the uh, the higher ground, uh, your late-night sports bar. I don't know that we can have um, – we can't really – it's going to be an alcohol-free zone, hasn't it, here at a sporting event? Or do they – oh, no, they, they, you'd be able to have beers ringside, Absolutely. wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. about when the blood and sweat splats from the, you know, the big right hand of, of – of uh, Timmy Zoo and and uh, rips one into inner way. What about the, the sweat comes off and lands in your beer, or the bit of <laughs> drop of blood or something? What happens then? What happens then? We're, it's going to be. Uh, w- there's quite a tradition, hasn't there? Um, over the years, um, great fights, fights between Aussies and and Japanese, and way back when it started with uh, you know fighting Harada and Lionel Rose and and Jeff Fennick with um, Satoshi Shingaki twice. And I can't recall. I told you I was at, I'm sure I was at the first fight in 1985, the April fight. And then he, he creamed him about a few months later in third or second or third round. The fight was stopped, um, Jeff, there. But uh, there's been, been quite a few over the years. So I'm really looking forward to this. At the moment, um, it's the final fight on the, uh, well, not the undercard, the card. Um, I can go through some of the results, actually. But right now, it's in the 10th and final round between um, Nath Nwachuku, I think it is how you pronounce it, and, and uh, our own uh, Wade Ryan. And it's been pretty even, i got to say. Um, the um, Nath Nwachuku, he's, his left eye seems to have been closed, but they've they've got him back out there for the final round. Um, this is going to be a, a decision fight. I haven't been watching it all, so I'm not going to um, 
bovril my way through it, but we'll, we'll get the result very shortly. Um, 10 seconds to go in the final round of this one. And, and uh, Wadey Ryan, he's got his left, uh, he's got his left glove in the air now, saluting, signaling victory, but so too is his opponent. He's got both gloves in the air. So both of these fighters think they have done enough uh, to sway the judges. In a moment, we will, uh, we'll find out. Dennis Hogan, uh, earlier on in the super welterweight division, beat Tommy Brown via unanimous decision, 60-54. Um, that was uh, the the third uh, the fight prior to this one, um, and the big one, the big event, obviously Tim Zhu and Takashi Inoue. So that's going to be happening um, imminently, imminently, I guess. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to the walk in. We might uh, we might play the walk in music as they come out if we can. We'll see how we go there. But uh, again, we have got the the fight coming in live here on main event. Oh, Hachi stumped up the cash, did he? For us to 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 put this on to bring it in. Oh, yeah, you did. No, no, no. Part of our show, I'll, the I'll budget. Be, I'll be claiming it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so you should. Ugh. So you should, because there have been times before when there's been big fights on and um, we've got into the, the bean counter's office and said, listen, we just need to subscribe to this because we're on air at the same And it's been a resounding bop bow. Well, you've well done you. Well done you Thank for you. swaying the powers oh, yeah. The powers that be, just looking at some highlights here. I mean, both these fighters were dishing it out. Uh, so we'll be across that. Um, mm. And Billy Dibble will come on. Uh, well, I don't know. We might have a chat to Billy shortly, actually, and uh, just get a bit of a preview and then uh, talk him maybe through the fight. We might chat to him after a few rounds and, and then afterwards as well. Mm. How does, that, does that sound like a plan? Sounds like a this plan. This is right? sort of ad-lib radio. Um, we, you know, we sort of do have a loose running order. but We're covering live sport at the same time. We just have to be on our toes. On like our toes. Sure. The Coming bot, in on, will on our toes. I heard from Jeff Fennick earlier today, mm-hmm. uh, and he's he's been calling there a main event, and he's saying, "Oh, geez, oh, these are just highlights." Sorry, uh, he's <laughs> saying, "Look, um, Timmy needs to be careful, particularly the opening couple of rounds, because this guy he, he could try and throw some bombs. If Timmy can, you know, mm. see through the first um, few rounds, uh, then he should control it because he will throw a lot more punches. Timmy will, and uh, Jeff uh, was saying he, he expects." It to be done within about six to eight rounds. Right. He the, doesn't think it'll go to distance. Of the ten. He thinks it'll probably go over six six to eight rounds. Yeah. Right. So um we'll wait and see. We'll we'll get Billy on the phone shortly and, and mm. see see what he thinks as well. And um he's had um, he's had plenty of, of experience too with Japanese uh, fighters as well. All right, yeah, the Ashes squad. So that was named today and uh, I've pretty much gone through it, but the uh, is it a big omission? He wasn't incumbent, wasn't he, Matty Wade? Um, he's he's gone, and there is the battle now. I think it's all pretty much done, isn't it? We've just got to work out who's going to occupy the number five batting position, mm-hmm. Travis Head or Uzi Kawaja. I think they're probably leaning towards Travis. Yeah. Yeah? I think Uzi probably feels that as well. He was saying today, yes. look, he doesn't really. He just wants to focus on his job at Queensland and, and what will be will be, and that's a good way to look at it, I guess. Um but, you know, um, you can't do more than score runs. Mm. And surely that is all you can do. And really, you would think that that's all the selectors should look at. Who is in the best form at the moment? Who is scoring the runs at the moment? And that would probably tip it in favour of, of Uzi. And I'd posit to say that Uzi's been doing it on tough pitches. As well, have you seen some of the tracks they've been batting on at the Gabba? 
Oh, I haven't. Re- been, oh, but haven't been really been there, across it. There is. To be honest with you, the the groundskeeper up there has been keeping a lot of grass on. Whereas down in South Australia, we know they quite often get some pretty flat decks in some of the suburban grounds they play at. Mm. And Travis has proven his record on flat decks before. Whereas yeah. Uzi, the question mark about Uzi was his ability to battle. And he's well and truly proved that he's an improved batsman defending on those sort of pitches in the last yeah. two or three months. So for me... I agree with you. I think they're going to go the way ahead, but I, I'd really like to see Uzi get another chance. And So would I. Coming in a little bit further down the order, in the middle order, it, all the time Uzi's been in the Australian side, he's been batting at three or four. I'd really like to see him come in down the order at five or six mm. and just give him a bit more time, a bit more of a blunted attack, you know, rather than having to come in and face the swinging new ball. I was just trying to get that result there, and I missed it while we were talking cricket there. And I think Wade Ryan has yes. has, has been given the the fight; uh, he's won the fight. So next up is the main event between Timmy Zoo and Takeshi Inaway. I might try and get Billy Dib on the phone shortly, actually, and just get a bit of a uh, a preview if we can from him. Yeah, okay. I well, I, I it also it also sort of stems back to the you know reported rift or what we might have seen on that documentary yes. and and the fallout between Uzi, or falling out between Uzi and 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 JL the coach and. He Usman has said that's a load of rubbish. You know, there's no problem at all. He hasn't got a problem with Justin Langer, and either is Justin with Uzi. Well, you've um, been a, you've been around a lot more high performance environments than I have, Chris. But like for this, me, like this, yeah, radio station, <laughs> like this studio, with sporting ones as well. Yes, and those are the sort of honest conversations you want players to have. Yes, with coaches, Absolutely. don't you? Absolutely, so, you do. Uh, yeah, I I've always thought that's a little bit overplayed. But Absolutely. You know, what do I know? Well, you know a lot. You know a lot more than you you should for for a man your age. To be honest with you, just watching at these fighters just warming up in the change rooms, about to walk out. Mm. He's a big unit, isn't he? So he, you would have seen at the weigh-in and yesterday or the day before, whenever it was, um, in a way. So he was ripped as just to get underneath the uh, the sixty nine point nine um, limit. And as soon as he got off the scales, he just started guzzling water. Mm. So he's obviously been ripping up, ripping up, dehydrating himself just to make the weight. But over the last 24, 36 hours, he would have just been filling his body full of anything you can eat, anything you can see and eat, he would have just been throwing it in. So I don't know what – I might ask Billy, what would he be weighing in right now? I reckon around probably 72 kilos or or even maybe more. Don't know. Um, But also Timmy Zoo was really, really thirsty too, wasn't he? That's what they do, just trying to make the weight like the jockeys do. Um, we don't have that problem here on higher ground, do we? <laughs> Certainly um, not. Uh, Timmy, the tool man's uh, wants another Bundy. Can you get him just one more? Timmy's on the line. There you go, brother. And he wants us to give him a blow-by-blow update of the fight. So we'll do our best for that. We are going to – we might take a break shortly, actually, because when we come back, I reckon they'll be coming into the ring. We might try and get Billy Dib on the on the dog and bone as well. You're listening to Higher Ground. Yeah, I just want to feel alive. This is Higher Ground with Chris Warren. You bet it is 20 past 10. Great to have your company wherever you might be tuning in. Uh, send us a text through and, and let us know what you're up to. You're watching this uh, this big fight. It's it's about to uh, about to happen. Uh, both fighters are yet to make their way to the ring. Uh, we'll try and play you some of that, though. Um, 
Pack Stadium there, Kudos Bank Arena. Been some good fights already. And the main event, our own Tim Zhu, unbeaten 19-0 against Japan's Takeshi Inoue. And he, he has only had the one loss in his professional fighting career as well. That was a couple of years ago, and it was also it was a world title fight in January uh, 2019. Joining us to uh, have a bit of a preview is our own Aussie and, and former uh, two-time world champion, in fact, Billy Dib, and he joins us on higher ground. Good evening, Billy. G'day, Chris. How you doing, mate? Mate, I'm good. You've been watching a few of the the fights on the card. Yeah, mate. I just watched Wade Ryan put in a great performance against another Japanese opponent. Uh, Wayne secured a great victory and another big win for his career, and sort of working his way out of that journeyman, uh, um, you know, stigma. He's starting to rack up a few good wins and uh, starting to look really good. Let's talk about the main event, mate, and it's it's only, uh, well, a few minutes away. I'm looking at these pictures now. Tim is having his last word, last chat with his, uh, with his corner, and he's about to make his way out. Um, what are your thoughts? How do you think this will go? I saw Jeff Fennick and heard him say earlier, Tim will need to be pretty careful in the opening two or three rounds. Yeah, look, I agree. I, I think Tim will be very smart early on, but I believe that Tim will, uh, you know, will work this guy out, and then later down the stretch, he'll, he'll either score a good win on points, or even a late round stoppage. I just feel like, uh, you know, um, Takashi Noya has not been hit to the body the way that Tim hits to the body, and I think that once Tim starts landing them body shots, he might slow him down a little bit, and if he doesn't, he'll just punish him and, uh, I mean, get get the, the unanimous victory. But I, I don't. See how Inouye can upset Tim tonight. I just don't think, you know, Tim's going to let that happen. He's fighting at home. He's got his team with him. He's, he's looking good. He's feeling good. And I think he's going to put in a great performance. I won't keep you, mate, because you want to watch him uh, stroll into the ring as well. But people are asking me, and I want you to tell me why. Why would Tim be taking this fight when he's already the mandatory challenger to Brian Castagno? Why would he need to fight this um, in a way now? Well, look, I, th- I think it's it's just to stay busy, I guess. You know, he needs to stay busy, but he knows that he has to fight somebody that's, um, you know, worthwhile fighting. And uh, and, th- and this kid has a, uh, you know, a great resume. He's fought for a world title. So it's a step up for Tim. You know, this is this is definitely a step up in opposition. It's good for the Australian public to see him in against somebody so um, credible. And, uh, you know, and I, I, I guess Tim gets an opportunity now to show that he's actually the real deal. You know, he's actually stepping out of his comfort zone and find somebody who's uh, world-rated and gets to test his ability against somebody who's in the top 10 in the world. What's the biggest threat to Tim here? What's the biggest threat that Inouye poses? I guess, look, Inouye is going to probably come out early and try to try to bomb Tim out, and Tim's just got to be very careful not to get clipped, and I think that Tim will be. I think he'll be extremely careful and um, use, use the correct array of punches to make sure that he keeps Inouye off. But I think, look, um, I think it's safe to say that, you know, his team know what they're doing and they're not going to be silly enough to take a fight that's going to affect Tim's opportunity to fight for a world title. There's a few of them in the corner in the dressing room. One, two, three, four, five, six, a team of ten behind him. It's a fair crew. Yeah, look, that, that, that's his management team, his brother, his friends and that. But there'll only be four people in the corner. But uh, the main man in the corner is his uncle, Igor, and uh, that's the man that matters. Mm. All right, Billy, I'll let you go, mate. You uh, and we'll get you back on the line after a few rounds, I reckon, and, and get your get your scoring on how you think the fight's going. Thanks for joining us, buddy, on oh, higher ground. Thanks, guys.
Take care. God bless. God bless you. There is Billy Dibb, and uh, he's a friend of the show. He's our, he's our go-to man, isn't he? When there's something big big and live on, or we go to Rocked Podcast, don't we? Rocked Podcast, they're a friend of the show as well. Uh, we've got boxing opinions left, right, and centre here on higher ground. So um, great to have you listening in. We'll give you uh, we'll give you blow by blow if we can. Uh, tool man, I'll do my best as well. Um, this one here, evening, Chris, enjoying your coverage, sounding brilliant. Oh, thank you. Uh, also, lovely to hear the insights of the great Billy Dib. Hope all is well, your favourite statistician. Good on your stats here. I hope you're well, mate. I haven't seen you for a while. Uh, keep the chin up and keep throwing them. Uh, you're a good man. Thank you for the uh, for the compliments. Uh, Curtis Scott is not worth the risk unless he swears off the idiot juice. That is uh, from Steve. Uh, I don't know if that's Steve from Padstow. Uh, yes, it is, Stevie. And good evening to you, Stevie. Another regular listener to the show. Uh, you might like to send your text messages through. Uh, what's that number again? You should know it off by heart by now. 0457. 736. And? 736. So you do know it off by heart. Yeah. Well done. I often, you have, have been you, listening. Have you done that before, Chris? I do that often now. Where it goes blank? No, no, no. I, <laughs> I'm giving someone my number. Oh. And I give them, your phone I number. Give them the text number. <laughs> Because <laughs> I say it's off, or I hear it's off. Oh, I know, I it's know. Bad. Yeah. It's bad. It's very bad. B-A-D. What else is happening? Uh, you're, you're, you're a soccer man, so that was not expected, was it? What time was that this morning? Okay, uh, I didn't watch. Didn't watch? No, I don't think many did. It's 2.30 in the morning. Chinese dentist. Over in Qatar. And what can I say? That was probably the worst performance I've I'm seen. Glad the soccer I'm glad you call it Qatar as well. I'm glad you call it Qatar. It was... Not Qatar. Qatar. It was it was poor. Um, we were the better team for the first half hour. In fact, we were probably the better team for the first hour. Yeah. Even came out after halftime, had a lot of the ball. It's just aimless, Chris. We didn't progress the ball well enough with so any sort of pace. It was a similar problem to the one we had against the Saudis. I was going to say, comparing to Saudi Arabia, the game against the Saudis, uh, better or worse? Worse. I'd say worse because of the opposition. Um, so what do we need to do? What, what do we need to do better? What's the problem? We've got to find some midfielders. I've got Graham Arnold's number here. Let me just send We've got to text. find... So I'm going to verbatim. Dear Graham. We need to find some midfielders Chris Warren that can here get from the ball. Ground, SEN. We need to find some, some midfielders, midfielders that can get us the ball from slow our down, back slow line. Down, slow down. Midfielders, get us some ball. Yep. From our back line to From our strikers. Back line to strikers. And then strikers that, once the ball is up there, can put the ball in the back of the net. Sorry, okay. So, dear Graham Arnold, it's Chris here, SEN 1170. Hi, mate. Hope you're well. Uh, Mad Russian <laughs> says, we need to get some midfielders to get some more ball to our strikers. Is that... Yes? Uh, very basically, yes. Very basically, yes. Uh, kind regards, Chris. Hound. Sent. Sent. Yeah, it's good. I'm sure Arnie will appreciate that. Yeah. He's still in China, is he? I don't know where he is now. Do you know where they've he broken used to up be? from camp, so um, everyone goes. Well, when back he was to with the Mariners' days, so the way yeah, that yeah. went, you know, and did so well with him, didn't mm. he? Um, he was a regular up there, I believe. And I don't want to be talking out of school, but a regular, I believe, at uh, one of the pubs in Terrigal. Spotted there. That doesn't surprise me. Good fella. Loves his footy too. Other footy, the right, the proper footy. You know, well, what he I mean? did. You know, he did a lot of work with kickers, with place kickers. Yeah. In the NRL. So, yes, he's a fan. Mm. West Tigers, um, I believe they're back in training today or tomorrow. They're probably due back tomorrow, but they've all had to give um, – they've cleared the COVID test, two positive uh, – negative tests before they're cleared to train. 
Luke Brooks, I believe, is uh, passed. He's he's there and he's ready to report back to training. So it looks like he'll be there. He's got two years left on his contract. Mm. Listeners, do you still think that he will see out those two years? What do you think? Will Luke Brooks be there next season? Will he be there next season? Will he be there the year after? Or will Newcastle still maybe come in for a late grab and try and um, lure Luke Brooks um, up the highway, up to Newcastle, where Joey Johns is now looking after the halves? You know what? If I was a a halfback, uh, that would be a pretty strong attraction for me, working with Joey, as mad as he might be. Um, Lee Hadjipentelis, he is the boss of Brydon's Lawyers. He's also the chairman of West Tigers. He spoke this morning, I believe. Luke has two years left on his contract with the West Tigers. Therefore, other clubs are not permitted to speak with Luke's with respect to his playing future. That being the case, and I'm assuming that clubs have abided by that prohibition, that being the case, then there can be no nothing more than just mere speculation. Uh, linking uh, Luke to any other club but for the West Tigers. There has been a lot of media speculation, I acknowledge that. All of the reports that I read in the newspaper are unsourced, whereas I get a lot of my information from Tim Sheens or from Michael Maguire or from Luke himself. So I think I know where I would prefer my source of information. So uh, I expect that Luke would be at Concord as we speak. All the senior boys were turning up today. So uh, we are very comfortable that Luke Brooks will be fulfilling his contractual obligations, which we want him to. Lee Hadjibintalis, the uh, the boss of uh, the West Tigers, the chairman, speaking uh, with Vossi on breakfast this morning. Uh, so there you have it. He's saying, no, uh, um, there's no source. Where's all this coming from? Um, and, and also I talk about, um, you know, the attraction of maybe working with Andrew Johns up at Newcastle. But keep in mind also, we, we forget that Benji Marshall is back there now too. So Benji and also Brett Kamali, they're a couple of handy halves, aren't they, at West Tigers too, in terms of mentoring type roles. Uh, will he be there for the next two seasons? I'd almost bet my house on saying no that he won't see out two seasons. But uh, what do I know? You might have your opinion at home as well. All right, they're about to make their way into the ring. Timmy Zhu and Takeshi Inouye will take a quick break. When we return, we'll go to the fight. This is Takeshi Spine tingling stuff, isn't it? So uh, they're about to get uh, underway, get uh, get down and uh, get ready to boogie. Thunderstruck, he's come out too, uh, and that is the same tune his dad 
used to enter the ring in, the thunder from down under, and uh, I reckon you know, that's probably a bit of a shout-out to his old man who uh, will be watching for sure. I was asking you because you have got Russian heritage and you would know what the time would be in Russia right now, but you don't. <laughs> no. Because I was going to say we might try and get Kostya on the dog and bone. Oh, that'd be a massive coup. Well, we can try and get his number. I go, go, you just go to Rocked Podcast. Is that right? Rocked Podcast. They've yeah, got do, it. They do well, don't they? Yeah, they give some stuff. Feeding us their boxing sources. Very kind of them. Uh, we can maybe try and get Costia on the line, but you don't know what time it is over there. Um, do you guys have the broadcast rights for the fight on the radio? That's Brendan. Uh, no, buddy. Sorry, we don't. Um, that's why we can't play the fight to you now, but I can sort of try and describe it. Uh, they're 40 seconds into the first round, and... Uh, no, they're both on the attack, really. He's got his both his glo- gloves up, the, the Japanese fighter. Low blow there, and, and Timmy's just, just taking his, his time with him, being very, very careful. There's a little left jab again from Zhu. I uh, don't know if he landed much other than on the gloves of his uh, opponent. But uh, he's, throwing, he's throwing far more punches, Tim Zhu, as you would expect to. Um, whether they're landing, not, not right now, they're not. But the secret... I'm told is just to stay away from this guy for a while, but, but Tim's going in. He, he's not he's not dancing around. He's he's taking the fight to him. So, a minute and a half to go in the first round, first of twelve. So we'll we'll keep you mm. uh, across that. But no, we don't have uh, the rights. Uh, Rod from Lake Macquarie. Maybe the Aussie cricket needs to get a younger team in. Big Bash with a couple of Smokies that need a need a hit. Well. I don't think you want to be throwing big bash players and um, you know, smokies into a test team ahead of an Ashes, Rod. Do you really? Don't think so. Particularly when we're still the favourites. What's the problem with the team we've got? Well, we lost to India last summer. I, I know. Think, well, okay, who are we Rod's going to bring in? Who are we going there. to bring in? Okay, who are we going to bring in? Well, we've got that Australia A. They've picked that Australia A side. Okay, which of our bowlers would you leave out? You can't oh, leave wait, any of them out. Stark. Really. I wouldn't leave. I'm not saying I would, but if there's one of that mm. quintet, no, we will we'll bring Richardson in. Quartet. Mm. Or Jai Richardson has impressed so far. Marcus, Marcus Steckity's got big wraps on him. Scotty mm. Boland's been bowling very well consistently for three or four seasons now. Oh, come Victoria. On. Come on. What about the runs on the board Mitchell Stark's got? When were Mitchell Stark's runs on the board, Chris? I'm talking runs with the ball. Hey? Well, that's part What's of the problem at us? the moment. He's got too many runs on the board. <laughs> <laughs> on his as bowling. A, as a test bowler at the moment. He was oh, straight. He really he's just was landed, Sorry, he's just landed a little left uppercut there from Zoo on Inaway. And uh, the referee drags him apart. Eight seconds to go first round. He and does uh, have he does have that thing his father had, doesn't he, Tim, where he, he, you feel like he can see punches before they come in. Yeah, and, and he's so he, quick. He just avoids getting He just doesn't get hit. He's doesn't. so quick. So quick. And he'll land a stack more punches. So first round goes to Zoo. I haven't got a problem with that. Um, not that you know, I'm the scorer, but um, clearly oh, the, more, the more dominant fight, Chris's, fighter. <laughs> keep Chris's, my, my scorecard. scorecard. Yeah. 10-9 uh, Zoo in the first. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, do that. <laughs> All right. What else we got here? Aussie's um, back in the test team. Uh, he'll be great in the test team going to Pakistan. Uh, he'll know when they're backing us. Uh, Steve from Padstow. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Uh, I guess Aussie would have a, a grasp of um, the language. That's... Although he that's a speaks series. Australian, English and Australian, just like you or me. That's, that's a series for me that, one, Aussie has to go to, and two, he has to play in. 
He's got to be in the 11. He's one of our own, best bowlers, uh, best batsmen against spin bowling. And his record overseas is actually better than it is in mm. Australia in test matches. He's had good series in Sri Lanka and South Africa, and they're not the glamorous ones that people remember. But he has been a good, solid performer um, for us overseas on those sort of tours to oh, the geez. less glamorous parts of the world. I'm listening to you. I'm, I am listening to you. I am. You've, you've accused me of before of you're not listening to me, Chris. I am. Uh, I can do There's two things a, at once. An, an interesting uh, thing of selective hearing. No, no yeah, selective sometimes. <laughs> but I am listening to you and I am watching this. You know, there's a difference. In, and you said to me one night, you're not hearing me, Chris. And I said, well, I am. I am. I've just um, I'm got an eye on this fight as well. He just threw a big swinging right hand and lucky it missed. Um, Zoo got out of the way. Uh, I'm just, just looking at... There seems to be... Uh, he's very powerful, but, but Zoo seems to be a lot quicker too and a bit more reach as well. Um, but you don't want to connect with one of these big black bombs coming from the uh, the Japanese fighter in a way. And, uh, they talked about during the week... Well, you talked about it, how his inspiration... He's, Oh, jeez, his inspiration was Sorry, mate. the Zoo's manga just... character. Yes, out of a comic he lo- strip. He looks like the manga character. Well, I don't know what the manga character is. Zoo just landing a couple to the ribs of Inouye, who pushes himself away. I don't know this, this. So this is the comic strip character that was the inspiration for Inouye to get into boxing. He loses his footing there. The uh... Just the muscles and the, the strength and size of him. But, yeah, he's struggling to get out of the way of Timmy at the moment, isn't he? And there's an over overhead chop from Inouye. Um, so yeah, a comic strip character. That's how he got into the world of boxing. Now, um, did you like the little? Did you hear about that? The little glove drama before the fight. No, it happens before all these big fights. And so Inui's camp wasn't happy with the careful the Tim. gloves that Tim mm. had brought in. So they had footage uh, main event who were showing the fight. Yeah, of Inui actually oh. getting dressed up into Tim's gloves to see if he thought they were suitable. Number one. And two, actually, the zoo camp offered a yeah. pair, his second pair of gloves to Inui, to Inui to wear for the flight. Fight, yeah. And he's ended up turning that down using his own gloves, but just, you know, just a little bit of mind game. Late in there drama. As well. yeah, that was all absolutely. late drama, hey? See, oh, there's one from, uh, from Tim, but uh, Inui's yeah. got both gloves up, and I don't think it connected. I tell you what, he's throwing some bombs, though, this yeah. Inui. You do not want to be on the end of him, seriously. And that's what when Jeff Fennick was saying that Tim needs to just be very careful the first few rounds. Mm. Uh, he he had no problem. He'll he'll come over the top of him. There's another big right over the top from from Zoo, followed up by a left uppercut. But neither of them connecting, and now they embrace again. There's another uppercut from uh, Inaway who just dodges out of the way. Does uh, Timmy Zoo? Um, we are into the second round, all right? So we'll keep you across uh, all that's happening from Kudos uh, Bank Arena. I'll get Billy Dibb on the line uh, maybe after the next round too and get get his thoughts on how the fight is progressing. But uh, I've got uh, I've got that round uh, narrowly to, to Tim Zhu as well. There we go. Uh, you're listening to Higher Ground. If you want to keep those texts coming through, you can 0457 736 736. Yeah, I just want to feel- This is Higher Ground with Chris Warren. Yes, indeed. All eyes on Kudos Bank Arena. Inaway and Timmy Zoo. Three rounds down. Both fighters are in their corner. Joining us on the line now again is Billy Dib to get his uh, his view on the opening three rounds. How'd you see it, Billy? Chris, thus far, it's gone as, as I thought it would. You know, Tim went in the first three rounds comfortably. I've got it 30-27 on the score sheet. Um, 
Tim's just putting on the clinic thus far, and all he's not really showing too much. He's being very defensive. Maybe he's uh, planning on uh, you know picking up the attack later in the fight, but he just wants to be careful that he doesn't get caught and get knocked out early. Beautiful stuff. We'll come back to you, Billy. You get back there, mate. Uh, fourth round, just getting underway. Uh, there he is, Billy Dib, two-time Aussie world boxing champion, and we'll uh, we'll cross back to Billy uh, in another couple of rounds as well if it goes that log. So he's got it opening a ten nine, ten nine, ten nine. The opening three rounds, all in favour of Zoo, um, as I did have here as well. So even though I don't know a whole lot about boxing scoring, but you know we uh, oh, we're, we're having same, a bit of fun. We're on the same page as a world champion. We're having a bit of fun. Isn't this show? Based on, you know, sort of knowing what we're talking about, but not really. Most of it. <laughs> um, this one here, keep those texts coming through, by the way. This is good stuff. Uh, Zoo will break his body down and live up to his moniker of the soul taker. Uh, yes, I think you are right. No name on that one. Keep your names on them, boys and girls, so I can I can uh, let our listeners know who you are. Um, your updates will be uh, super appreciated, as this is the first fight I will have missed. Brendan, where are you, Brendan? Oh, you can't get it in. Well, you know, some people, and I probably wouldn't shell out the 50 or 60 bucks. I might, depend how I went at the weekend this, on the Saturday. This is the first zoo fight. And to It'll be fair, I was, at, yeah, I was at the one at Bankwest Stadium the night, um, Gallon Fort yeah. Hunt, but this is the first one I'd be thinking about buying on pay-per-view. Well, yeah, well, you didn't, though. You got Hutchie's money. Brendo, <laughs> uh, Hutchie's our boss, by the way. Oh, he owns the station, I think. I think he owns the station. He, well, he, he's, yeah, he's the boss. Uh, so, Brendo, yeah, mate, we've got it. Uh, and you heard there from uh, Billy Dibb, uh, Zoo winning the first three rounds pretty comfortably. And he looks to be in control in the fourth as well. So we'll get Billy Dibb on the line uh, in a little bit of time as well. Uh, so keep those texts coming through uh, there. Uh, will Pekofsky won't play any high-grade cricket till February mm. and he's not signed by any big bash team. So no chance to play for the Aussies or maybe Cricket Australia can pick one spot um, in each team for this type of problem. Cheers, uh, Rod from Lake Macquarie. Excuse me, right? No, he. he uh, from what I'm, I'm hearing mm. and reading, he, he won't be playing any no. Test cricket this summer. They're really erring on the side of caution with him. Look, he's still pretty young, so look. Hopefully, he'll get his body in shape and his his head in shape, and uh, we will. St- we we haven't seen. We've hardly seen anything from Will Pukowski, but we know he's a he's a real talent. Um, and I just hope he does get get himself in the right shape, um, physically and mentally to to show us what he the, the undoubted uh, potential that that he has um 20 seconds remaining in the fourth round of 12 rounds between Inaway and Zoo and we will keep you across that as uh, as the night um rolls on we're here till midnight later on too we'll also look back at some of the you know other stories that you might have yeah. uh, missed uh, across the day still with cricket um so Aaron Finch he's uh, walked away from uh, the Renegades captaincy I see Mm. Uh, only days after the World Cup win. Happy birthday, Aaron, too. He's 35 today. Is that right? Aaron Finch, yeah. Oh, that slipped through me. Well done. Yeah, no, I picked it up. Well done. Uh, Wikipedia. Oh. Um, so he, he's he's all in, uh, Cricket Australia, rather, all in on Finch as the, the white ball captain. Um, although he didn't set the house on a light, did he, at the World Cup? But um, yeah, he's a very good leader. So mm. they want to lock him in, in for next year's World Cup, T20, yep. which is here. Isn't it? That's right. And then the ODI World Cup is the year after, correct? I'm sure it is. And I think that one's in India. Yes. Mm. You would be correct. Mm. All right. Look at that. Well, we're both correct. <laughs> um, but he doesn't want to captain uh, the Renegades no. anymore. 
after nine seasons at the helm. And you know what? I can understand that. You know, this one, like, like you, like we do here. Yeah. It's a bit of fun, don't you? That's what Big Bash is all about, isn't it? A bit of fun. You don't have to have the pressures associated with it. Well, I don't know if Finch would say that. That's why we don't have a running order. He's made... We're run down. He's made a lot of his career through the Big Bash. Mm. And he's been one of the best players in the tournament's history in that time. Still, yeah. You know, um, captained them to a win a few years ago. You know, he's been a terrific player and that's where his white ball career started. So I don't know if he... Well, certainly not once upon a time looked at it as a bit of fun. Mm. Uh, boys, I'm starting at 5 a.m., uh, so no late night for me tonight. Uh, Brendo's back on the line again. Yeah. That was uh, me also saying he will live up to the soul taker moniker. Yeah, he uh, he will be, I'm, I'm sure. Um, he, he's well on top in this fight, Brendo. So if you have to hit the, hit the hay, you go and do that, mate. I don't want you going to work all tired and grumpy. <laughs> that wouldn't be right, would it? Imagine he, if we came to work tired and grumpy. Oh, no, he can stay up till 12, five hours. That's all right. Yeah, you are yeah. done. Five hours all you need. <laughs> when I was doing morning breakfast yeah. news at another station mm. for many, many years. So I was getting up at I was out, out the door at four AM. Yeah. Oh talking about soul destroying. Mm. Soul taker. Zoo's not the soul that was soul destroying, I tell you <laughs> what. And your whole life. So it throws your yeah, whole week it up because then you, and even though you might only be doing four hours on air or whatever, you go home and people say, "Oh yeah, but you're home in the afternoon." But it just throws you're your asleep. Whole, it throws your body clock. <laughs> you can't. You got kids. You can't go to sleep. You might try. Oh, and that's grab better. a half hour power now. Oh. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I don't want to burden our listeners with my problems. Um, they got problems of their own, I'm sure. Mm. Uh, now, concern after Chinese tennis star Peng Shui disappears. Okay. So I haven't read the papers today. I've been busy. Mm. I, I went out for lunch. Right. I had to go out for lunch with, uh, well, one of our, one of our, well, not our sponsors. He doesn't sponsor this station. Uh, a colleague. Yeah, went out for lunch. Right. It was nice. <laughs> Where'd was you nice. go? Uh, we went to a, a nice uh, restaurant in the Hills District. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, nice restaurant. I won't be giving any plugs. Oh, not that nice. That was that nice. Oh. I was trying to remember the bloody name of it. <laughs> they do advertise on a rival, rival radio station. No? Uh, anyway, uh, so, yeah, and then I, yeah. Um, so I haven't read this story today, so this is all yeah, new to me. this is The a WTA, uh, which is the women's uh, governing, governing body, finally broke its silence on Monday. Uh, well, this is old then. That's not like us. Old news. Well, no, but it's... Um, about Chinese player Peng Shui, who has reportedly been missing... For the last 10 days after making allegations, oh, okay, sexual abuse against a senior politician in her homeland. The recent events in China concerning a WA player, Peng Shui, are of deep concern, said WTA Chairman Steve Simon in a statement. As an organisation dedicated to women, we remain committed to the principles we were founded on, equality, opportunity and respect. Peng Shui and all women deserve to be heard, not censored. Her accusation uh, about the conduct of a former Chinese leader involving a sexual assault must be treated with the utmost seriousness. I agree. Um, we expect this issue to be handed, handled properly, meaning the allegations must be investigated fully, fairly, transparently and without censorship. Peng, 35, a doubles champ at Wimbledon and French Open, has been erased from the Chinese internet and social media sites since accusing former Vice Premier Zhang Guali um, of rape on her um, Weibo account, which is the equivalent of Twitter. Oh, gee, that's heavy. Yeah. I didn't know that was going to get so heavy. Yeah. I might not have 
Read that one. Got into um, that. Is yeah. she okay, the founder? No. So still unheard from in pretty much two weeks, Peng. Um, she made a couple of Grand Slam semifinals. She was very good player along with Lee Na, another Chinese mm. player out of that country that um, popularised the sport somewhat. No great Chinese men tennis players. Um, but, uh, yeah, certainly a worrying story and we'll mm. let you know as soon as we hear anything. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and, look, we take – yeah, we're pretty lighthearted here in this yeah. program, as you know, and we, we take the mickey out of each other and, and out of you as well, and uh, we're not very serious. But, obviously, uh, serious stories mm. like that deserve the utmost uh, respect and understanding. And, um, yeah, so our thoughts with her. Let's hope that that all ends mm. well. Can I draw your attention to a, a rugby league you back, may, back home? to a rugby league story about the NRL talking about building a new stadium. I was reading about this. So Michael Chambers had this story in the Herald today. Well, late this afternoon. So you see it in the paper tomorrow if you pick that up. So here you go. This is a sort of scoop, breaking news then, really. Are you a fan of this? Because this is what Peter Volandis talked about, the fact that when he came in, the the NRL had no assets. assets. Nothing. So... To build those assets, you... Oh, gee, sorry. There up. was a bang-bang from Zoo on the chin of Inouye. <laughs> he really is. That's one of the problems. We didn't have any assets. No war yeah. chest, really. And so they want to own their own stadium. Um, and maybe not a fight like this, but, you know, when you're talking about events like that, Marvel Stadium hosts concerts all the time. And in that area of Sydney, I mean, Campbelltown, it's not... I love Campbelltown Stadium, but it's not, you know, exactly state-of-the-art anymore. And... No, if it's the not. Growth, if it's the not, growth, there have been big sporting events there and, and they haven't come. Yes, you and know? that's even more problematic. Maybe closer to Liverpool, that might be a little bit better between the two parties, yeah. you know, between the two factions of, of Wests and Balmain. You've sort of got it halfway there, haven't you? It's such a sport-loving area of Sydney that I think gets, you know, Panther Stadium and out in Penrith and Parramatta Stadium, obviously, state-of-the-art no. now. So I, th- I feel like Liverpool and that MacArthur area gets a bit neglected. So this new stadium would be sort of the home of Bulldogs and Tigers, is that what we're saying? One or the other. One I or the would other. would be the, the well, it's, aim. Mm, it's and not I really think, Canterbury territory. Well, it would... Is it? No, and it would knock Smack out... Smack bang West Tigers territory, Liverpool. And it would knock out Campbelltown, basically, I think, if they did get this project up and running. Hmm. This raised its head about, oh, it must have been six or seven years ago, I reckon. Right. And Canterbury were thinking of going there, I thought. Further west. South no, west, this, rather. This, this, is, this is, I reckon this is right on this patch of land they're talking about. Right. Uh, where is it? Uh, two options. Yeah. Table would be a new stadium in the 26,000 square metre former Oasis site in Liverpool. Yeah, that one. Mm. Canterbury were talking about that way back when, a number of years ago. But... You know, it, it would would something like that? Would that be, would that be the the glue that maybe might bond this West Tigers joint venture together a bit better? Mm. Something like that, or would it be another thing to squabble over? <laughs> Who owns what? And... Which do you think would be mm. more likely, knowing the history of that club, Chris? Well, it's also Liverpool smack bang in the uh, in the heart, or. Mm. Um, of Bryden's territory too. Mm. Lee Hadjipentalis is just around the corner from, from that site. Um, anyway, watch this space. Do we need another? Do we need another stadium? 
do we need another stadium? We've got all this money being spent on ANZ, on Sydney Football Stadium, uh, upgrades at other some boutique venues as well. I think. Do we the, need another stadium? I think if they got this up and running, it'd be the end of the suburban grounds, or close to. I think they'd. But this would be get in the suburbs. Well, it is a suburban ground, but it would be. It means I reckon they'd go all games in Sydney, ANZ, Sydney Football Stadium, uh, Parramatta Stadium. And this new stadium. Oh, okay. Like they do I think, in the I, I think, yeah, I think it'd go to that model if this got but up. Then, but aren't a number of these, like Brookvale um, and, and Penrith, haven't they all been given funding to upgrade their their stadiums? Well, so I think that's part of the part of the well, negotiation that. that's going on. Well, Brook is, is already they, under, well is underway. One or the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Chris, I like playing guessing games. Is that colleague you mentioned, Garlo's Pies? Uh, they advertise this. You can hit that ching-ching, Garlo's Pies. Uh, no, it's not, but it's a, a good friend of Garlo's Pies. I'll tell you who it is. And uh, this is from my favourite statistician. Uh, it's a company called InfraWorks. Um, very heavy in the sort of oh. manufacturing and, and maintenance and transport industries. Oh, I never would have guessed that. No. So they, yeah, well, they do a bit of work with us is on my right? side. Well, yeah, Warren Media is a little oh. boutique advertising agency. We do a little bit of work. If anyone wants to um, utilise our services, just get in touch. Get in touch. 0457 You can plug your own business on this. Do you so, no, know how often no, Scott okay. Sattler plugs his Does he? business well, on this platform? Go. All right, yeah. So, uh, Warren Media, we are available if you would like to um, <laughs> us to put together a marketing media campaign. Um, boutique Radio a- Agency. Uh, Mike, good fella from InfraWorks. Now, we went out for lunch today, actually, with uh, Rabs was there as well. I haven't seen oh. him for a while. Oh, it's a nice food, too. This lamb shoulder just melted oh. in the mouth. Some calamari. Garlic prawns. Look, you, you did the works tonight. And the, didn't have this to, afternoon. the wallet didn't come out of the pocket. <laughs> Aren't those lunches Those are good? your favourite type of lunch. is good. <laughs> but they were having a few beers. I was not. Obviously, I was on the um, sparkling water because I had to go there and I had to go and um, try and um, look at some potential real estate for my, my dear mother. Yeah, it's busy been a busy day. day. It has been a busy day. It has been a busy day. Uh, round seven of 12, a minute left in the seventh round. He's... He's not going away, in a way, um, but it looks like Timmy Zoo is is pretty clearly on top. Uh, we might get Billy Dibb back on the line after after this break or in the next round or two. This is higher ground. It's a shade past 11. We are uh, pretty much at the end of round eight of 12 between Timmy Zoo and um, Takeshi in a way. And I tell you what, he's, he's copped some, has in a way, but he's still going. But Zoo well on top. Uh, we'll follow this right through to the end. And he was on sort of wobbly legs there, I thought, a little moment ago, the Japanese fighter. But this big right uppercut is such a big weapon from from Timmy Zhu. It's funny, isn't it? As I talk about this, I'm actually trying to send a text to his dad, Kostya Zhu in Russia, to see if we can get him on. Uh, so I'm multi-skilling. So I can actually listen to you, mad Russian, talking of Russia, and watch this as well and send a text to Kostya Zhu and also look through our text messages here. Uh, this one, um, no name on it. Makes sense, Chris. I'm aware they advertise over a, an opposition radio station, blah, 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 blah. Any developments on Dad's future? Will he call again next year? When can we expect an announcement on that? Oh, that's talking about Rabs and will he be calling again? Oh, I'm not going to get into that. Not tonight, anyway. Um, he's still that's not sure. Is. It's up here. I don't know. I uh, don't know what he's doing next year, uh, Rabs. Uh, this one here, Toronto Rod. Um, I'd like to bet on Aaron Finch in two up. 
That's how Australia won the 2020 World Cup, I think. I think he got six from seven. Yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, goes good. Maybe he had it. Maybe it was a double-sided coin. Maybe it was a double-sided coin. I don't know. Um, and this one here, Brendan, uh, not driving. Semi's doing 12 to 14-hour days. Brent. Oh, okay. He was about to go to bed, and you said, stay up, you yeah. lightweight. Well, And he said, I take you that said part. take five hours and... Get, stay up. I rescind that comment, Brendan. You're rescinding, good, because he's a, he's a he 12 does proper work. He's a driver. Yeah, proper work. Not like you. No. We're going to take a break, eh? This is Higher Ground. Yeah, I just want to feel alive with you. This is Higher Ground with Chris Warren. And coming up to 13 minutes past 11, we're here until midnight. I hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, it's pretty, pretty loose, isn't it? Pretty relaxed and unscripted and... Off the cuff radio, really. Uh, we're across this fight between Timmy Zhu and Inouye uh, into the tenth round now. Just begun. Uh, the Japanese fighter is not going away though. He's he's really taking it to Zhu in the, the the last couple of rounds. Although I think Zhu is still well ahead on points, but um, he's going the distance. His defence is, is really really good, and he did take it to um, well, it was a couple of years ago, wasn't it? Um, is it Harmi Mongoya? Mm. Uh, went the distance with him, and he's an absolute legend of the sport, and he had a big win over the weekend, absolutely, uh, Mongoya. So uh, yeah, this this may well go the distance, but Zoo is ahead on points. But he's resilient, isn't he? Resilient, this, uh, this he's nugget. He's battled. His head looks like uh, it's copped yeah. plenty of, of leather on it, though, and there's another little jab from Zoo, but it's got red... White yeah, blotches look, all over his he face. Doesn't look quite like the uh, character I was speaking about at the start of the, the comic fight. strip. Yeah, with the chiseled abs and There's the another pretty one face. He's certainly looking a bit more weathered and beaten now. Yeah, but he's still standing there, isn't he's he? Fought bravely, hasn't he? Kept coming at Zoo. He's not allowed him to push him into the corner. Now Zoo's That's, craft has been a yeah. bit better. But he's certainly been brave. Oh, that Japanese uppercut. Fighter. He loves that right uppercut, Zoo, mm. when he gets inside. That's uh, that's the bomb, isn't it? Um, so 90 seconds to go in the 10th round. and uh, Zoo well ahead on fights, but we thought it might be um, a knockout or a TKO, TKO even. in. You know, Who gave you that shout, the six, six to eight round? That was Jeffrey. Mm. Jeffrey Fink. That's what Jeff was saying, mm. um, what he thought. I was listening to him on Fox Sports earlier before I came in here. Um, so we'll keep across the, the, the fight game. Uh, loving the show like always, boys. Can't watch the fight tonight as I am at work. Um, so I do appreciate all the updates. That's Wombat, our mate Wombat from Shell Harbour. Mm. What does Wombie do for work? I'm not sure. Shift workers. So there we go. We've got shift workers and insomniacs listen to our show, <laughs> this late one. And uh, Wombie, he's obviously a shift worker or he works late. Always happy Might to just work around the clock. The more the merrier. Why can't you have it at work? Just put it on, get work to pay for it like you did. That's a little different. Well, I don't know what line of work Wombat from Shell Harbour is in. Um, yes, all right. Uh, if you want to pick up the phone, you can too. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Our Aussie boys, let's talk a bit more um, uh, football, soccer. Mm. Um, so you're saying their performance this morning, and this was a match that they were expected to win, but now we've got so four games remaining and we're third 
in our group, right? So We've still got games to go against Saudi Arabia and Japan. Which is both a blessing. Japan and, here and Saudi there? Yes. So both a blessing and a curse because that gives us the opportunity to jump them again. But not the way we're playing. <laughs> We've been really, really poor this international break. Um, I, I is it because see, of I a lack of personnel, key, any key players missing? Well, so Moy and Rogic out, which hasn't helped. And But even with Moy in the side, when he wasn't fit... Moy's played out. his best football, hasn't he? Oh, he's, he should be the peak of his career yep. as we speak. I yep. mean, he had his years in the Premier League. So, yeah, perhaps he's a little bit below where he was then. How old would he He's be? in his mid-late 20s. 27, 28. Okay, he, he was brought on the scene very young yeah, when he yeah. was playing here with the Wanderers and then yeah. Melbourne City. But, but he's, had, he's had a lot of injury problems, hasn't he? Rogic has had more Tommy. at Celtic. Um, he's been over there for seven or eight seasons now. Um, but playing well under Ange and was injured going into this international break, so couldn't play. But That's a big out, though, Rogic, isn't it? That's a massive out. Yeah. It is. Um, yeah, it's worrying. And the fact that a lot of our attacking players, Matt Leckie namely, mm. was that in the Bundesliga for a very long time, almost a decade. How old's Leckie? Leckie's into his 30s now, mm. but he's still fit. Um, he's going to be a big addition for City, speaking of the A-League. A-League kicking mm. off this weekend, six games across SEN. You can hear them all across our network. But Leckie coming back from Did Melbourne we have the City. rights to... Oh, there was no... Oh, did it last year, did we? Yes, we did. We did. Towards the end of the year. Towards, yeah, yeah. We... Um, broadcast all the finals and the grand final with Simon Hill. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he plays adapting back into the Australian sort of league mm. a little bit slower in the summer because of the, the heat as much as anything. But mm. it's it's not a promising sign that he's come home, if you know what I mean. Who are the... Um the usual suspects, the big guns to be City. pressing improvement from Sydney FC this year, or what, what are you looking from from them? Melbourne City favourites, yep. rightfully so. Their front three, yep. all Socceroos currently, Andrew yep. Naboot, Jamie McLaren and Matthew Leggy, as I just mentioned, Sydney FC, who they beat in the grand final last year, um, have not had a lot of squad turnover. The two in, two big internationals, Babo and Adam LaFondra, will be crucial up front again for them, and we'll have... Bill Osninkovich talking to us tomorrow night on the global game from 8 oh, okay. o'clock with good, Simon good. and Broski. Um, he's been... But both, he's got another... He's going he around now? again. He's going in his mid-30s as well. Yeah. He's getting towards the back end of his career LaFondra? as well. LaFondra? early 30s. I mean, lost without him last year. Yes, absolutely. Um, so Sydney and Melbourne City and big recovery seasons needed for the other two big clubs in the league in Melbourne Victory with the Wooden Spooners last year. That's the equivalent of a club as big as... Mm. The Sydney Roosters or South Sydney winning the Wooden Spoon. So they need a big turnaround. They've got Tony Popovich in as their manager. Chris Economides, who's been one of the best strikers in the league for Perth Glory over the last few years. I've had a lot of squad turnover and they look a lot better than they did going into last season. And the Wanderers, who Sydney take on on Saturday night in the first big derby out at Bankwest, yeah. which we'll have on SEN as well. It's not called that anymore. Oh, sorry. Comeback Stadium. Um they're looking a lot more promising as well. They've signed a, a couple of good internationals. Tom Ahmed, the Israeli mm. striker, played very well for Wellington Phoenix last season. And they've sort of pinched some of the better players from some of their rivals in the A-League, Chris. So Back. they're a promising... Wanderers. Mm, yeah. They're promising signs there as well going into this season. 
Didn't they have a couple of dream years? They eh? just coming when straight they into in? the absolutely. Yeah. And then Parramatta Stadium was knocked down to apparently accommodate the RBB, and mm. there've been missteps taken in um, the management mm. of that active supporter group. So numbers have dwindled. Hopefully, we can see them getting back to the stadium. What happened there with more. Tony Popovich? There, Did just because he was yeah held in such high regard. Well, so Popper moved on. Popper no, went no. to take on a job over in Turkey. Didn't work out. Came back. Came back. Um, was successful with Perth Glory. Got him mm-hmm. to a grand final. Went overseas again to pursue a, an opportunity in Greece this time. That fell through as well. Two clubs that weren't particularly well set up when Popper went over there. And he's got another big opportunity at another big club in the A-Leagues. And that's something he deserves and mm. something I think he and the victory have come at the right time for each other, Chris. Mm. Well, i put it that oh, way. Okay. Yes. That sounds very romantic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, isn't, how can you not be romantic about sports? Um, how was Graham Arnold then? Uh, was he uh, romantic? Did he, was he very che- chirpy and cheerful after the, the, the draw this morning? Because I haven't heard from him. Have you got any? Let, I've let, got, I've got let's him. have a listen to, to Graham Arnold. This I think uh, we're a bit sloppy at times, but, uh, you know, until the penalty, there was pretty much only one team in the game, and uh, that penalty gave them energy. You know, as long as uh, they go back to their clubs and get match minutes and uh, the, but the one positive probably is is that the A-League is finally starting and uh, <clears throat> you know some of the Australian boys will be fit for selection this time. Yeah look again it's uh, you know we we, we, put, we moved the ball well we created some decent chances and uh, you know we've just got to be positive and move forward. Yeah okay moving forward next game then for the Socceroos. Uh, Sorry, I've thrown oh, you on the yeah, spot there. Yeah, you're going to have to That's right. get that out Back of the way. Back just to the fight. So um, we are into the uh, the final round, 12 of 12. And this uh, Japanese fighter, mate, he's as tough as they come. He's not going anywhere. He, he's been on the end of it. Like, Timmy's been throwing more leather has been landing mm. from, from Zoo. But in a way, I tell you what, he's a tough customer. Um, he looks a little battered and bruised, but he doesn't look wobbly. He's still got a lot of thrust in his punches as well. But Zoo, there, there won't be a knockout. Oh, geez, I tell you what, he's just landed one there too on Zoo, and Zoo lost his footing uh, temporarily. But they're throwing uh, punches now with, with vigour and fury, almost like the opening round. It's been, still got plenty of energy, they haven't they? both look plenty fit, these these two fellas. I mean, he, you know, the talk was all about Inui and how strong he looked, but Timmy's standing right up there with him, and he's still going hammer and tongs at him in the 12th round. Credit oh, to both of them. Yeah, absolutely. He, he got one through, didn't he? Um, one of the first to really connect yeah. on Zoo. That's he, just tiredness, isn't it? Oh, he's not going. He's still throwing bombs, he's isn't he? He's been so brave, Takeshi. He's come at, and, you know, this is hard to portray on radio, isn't it? But the fact he's kept coming... He's kept walking towards He's him. He's like granite. Yeah. A granite pylon. Just is, is moving towards you the whole time. Mm. But he's been He's chipping away. It. Tim's been chipping away, chipping away, chipping away at this this granite pylon. Oh, he's down. Ooh, In a way, he's gone down. Slip, uh, yeah, he slipped. But that's the first time either has hit the canvas. Um, but both full of energy, still full of energy, just under a minute to go in the in the final round. Um, uh, who have we got here? Uh, Wombat's been back in touch. I was saying uh, Wombat's either a shift worker or an insomniac. And uh, I said, what does he... He owns a small excavation company based in Shell Harbour. We are currently finishing the Albion Park Rail Bypass. Ah, okay. There you go. There you go. 
Well, he probably knows the boys from InfraWorks who I had lunch with today. <laughs> They're all involved in that sort of game as well, I believe. Um, I hope you're well. Um, I hope you're well. Uh, Wombat? Wombat, yeah. I wonder if Wombat can throw them. These two can throw them, I tell you what. Uh, yeah. Intense. I did um, I, I, I did a couple of rounds before I came in in the garage on the bag just to get myself yeah in the right mi- mindset. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Pull the gloves out, little circuit. Yeah, just uh, do a 45-second rounds, not long. How, but the, how's that go? Because, you know, no, anyone who's done a boxing class at a gym knows how tiring it is. Yeah, but if you just do bang, 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 45 seconds on, and I'm just doing speed, 15-second break, mm. go again. Oh, you get your heart rate up. I tell yeah. you what, you know, you've, you know you're in a little bit of a workout. All right, well, that's it. Over. It's over. Uh, the judges now are looking at their scorecards. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll get to them and we'll bring you the result. We'll, we'll have a chat to Billy Dibb as well. This is Higher Ground with Chris Warren. You bet it is. 28 past 11. Great to have your company. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Hope you're enjoying the couple of hours of light-hearted banter and some serious sport as well and some serious punching uh, at Kudos Bank Arena. The fight is over and Timmy Zoo was 19-0 and 0, and he was hoping to make it 20-0 and 0 against this, uh, this, this man that looks to be built out of granite, Takeshi Inoue. Let's go to the judges' scorecard. After 12 rounds of action, we go to the judges' scorecards for a decision. Leslie's fear scores the competition 107 120. Michael Hefe scores the competition 108 119. And Charlie Lucas scores the competition 107 120 for your winner by unanimous decision. Fighting out of the blue corner, Tim the Soul Taker. Yes, the soul taker is still unbeaten. Joining us on the line, former world champion himself, Billy Dip. Thanks again, Billy, for taking time out, mate. Uh, did the fight go as you thought it would? Exactly how I thought it would. Uh, you know, I, I knew that uh, Tim would uh, do a great job of outboxing uh, Takashi. But I knew that Takashi was tough, and I knew that Tim would have a problem stopping him. But, um, you know, as I, as I expected, you know, Tim went out there, did a job on him, and uh, Takashi Mirrors. Takashi, you know he's going to go home a very sore guy, that's for sure. His face looks sore. There's a saying, too, a head like a careless beekeeper, and that's a bit like, like Takeshi looks at the moment. Mate, he's tough as nails, but you know, he, he, took, he definitely took a lot of shots. But um, obviously showed his grit. Uh, but kudos to Tim. Great win for him. And uh, now he moves on the fight for the WBO World Championship against um, Brian Castano. So... Looking forward to seeing that, and hoping Tim brings back another world title for Australian boxing. Yeah, well said, mate. And this is his, this was his toughest test yet, though, wasn't it? I definitely look what you know what the uh, the listeners could uh, can need to understand about this is that this was definitely a step up in opposition. And as mm. you've seen, guys, the next guy that he faces will be another big step up. You know, and so like being a contender and being a champion is a whole different thing. You know, like yeah. being a contender is a good thing, shows that you're working your way up, but. Being world champion is another whole, puts you on another whole level. You know, I mean, obviously, when you're champion mm. of the world, you're you're in another stratosphere in your own mind. So, you know, um, mm. Tim's going to need to put in some serious work if this fight with Castano is going to happen. But if it doesn't, then I guess um, Castano is going to have to vacate the title, and uh, Tim will fight for a vacant title against somebody. So, yeah. you know, we'll just see what happens. But I, I guess Tim's um, you know, doing everything that he can 
he's been everyone that's in front of him and um, he's earned his he's earned his opportunity, so they've got to give him a shot. He's a good fighter, this in a way, for people that don't know a whole lot about it. I mean, he went the distance, didn't he, with Mongoya a couple of years ago, and Mongoya, we know yeah, what a beast yeah. he is. Yeah, Jaime Mongoya is a great fighter, and he, he had a recent win on the weekend against Gabe Rosado, showed his grit again. You know, Jaime Mongoya is a heavy-handed fighter, and even he hit um, uh, Takashi with everything he couldn't get him out of there, and that's why I felt that Tim was going to have problems getting him out. Hmm. So Castaño, he's the next one. Um, uh, tell us a bit about about Castaño. Look, Castaño is a, a, a heavy-handed Argentinian. He's a he's a great fighter who's had an unbelievable amateur pedigree um, background. He he's fought the likes of um, you know uh, Errol Spence Jr. He's he's had a fantastic amateur career. He's very very credentialed, and as a professional, he's just had. Um, win after win, and I think his his only draw that he has in his, on his professional resume is against Lara, who he actually beat. They robbed him against Lara, and Lara is one of the greatest amateurs to come out of uh, mm. Cuba. So you could so you can understand what Tim's up against. You know, what I mean, um, Tim's Tim's definitely up against, it and he will definitely be the underdog in this fight against um, Brian Stano. But you can't count him out. Look, he's twenty nine now. He's, he's proven that he's uh, a worthy competitor, and mm. um, you know what? You just got to back him, man. You got to back him. You know, obviously coming from Australia, we're going to be going to be backing him, but he's up against it, and we'll just have to wait and see what he delivers for us. Yeah, and we'll just have to wait and see when that fight will be and where that fight will be. Billy the Kid, did, mate, we are really, really uh, lucky, aren't we, to have uh, you crossing back and forth, a former world champion yourself. So um, it doesn't come any better than that. Our thanks again. No, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Good appreciate stuff. It. Good stuff. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Talk again soon. Uh, there's Billy Dibb. Um, not bad, eh? We've got a, a cross from a world champion uh, taking us through the fight, how he thinks it would be scored, and uh, he was spot on the money as well. So Timmy Zhu, he's still undefeated, 20-0. and 0. Let's hear from him. I don't know, bro. I don't think, I don't think um, any of the heavyweights can drop him. He's a, br- he's a brick wall. Like, literally, hands, hands up to him, man. That, that was a fucking warrior. Did you keep going for the knockout through the whole fight or did you get to about round 9 or 10 and go, I don't know if I can get rid of this guy? Man, in all honesty, I heard him squeal like 20 times and he, and he still didn't wouldn't, wouldn't go down. You know, you see his, his face, it's completely battered. His body, I'm sure he's going to be sore tomorrow, but man, what a warrior. And to be fair, he hit you with some decent shots as well. There's a bit of swirling around the lip. He hit you with some of those overhand rights. Uh, did you feel his power? No, man, I didn't feel shit. I was, I was, I was just having a good time, man, in all honesty. <laughs> and how could you not have a good time here in front of this crowd of over 10,000 people in your hometown? Hands up. What an experience. Hands up. I'm coming here again. Look. I thought Newcastle was insane, but, man, I've got to say, Sydney is on another level. Well, Tim, that's done. The risk has been averted. What is next? Man, honestly, I think that was the best thing that could have happened, uh, getting good 12 rounds in uh, before I hit the, the big time. And um, I'll be back in the gym, man. I've got to be well more prepared than that. Because I need to take these guys out, and I need to keep taking them all out one by one. So the grind, the grind continues. Do you have a message for the WBO and Brian Castagna? 
you boys finish your, your little honeymoons and start, get back in the gym and start training. I'm coming for all of you, every single one of you. Well, Tim, congratulations on another big victory on a huge stage. Thank you, Sydney. Thank you to my sponsors. Thank you to my team. Let's fucking do it. Oh, I don't know. Did you hit the dump button in time on that one or not? No. I can only dump it once, Chris. Oh, really? So sorry, I do apologise for that. Okay, a bit of colourful language there. Um, and we, we caught the first one. He dropped the F-bomb and we dumped that. You got that one in time, but you couldn't dump the second. Uh, he's a character, isn't he, Tim Zhu? Thanks to Main Event 2 there for letting us take that audio. Um, ben Damon was the man asking those questions of Tim Zhu. He's a character, isn't he? He's a cocky little bugger too. Um, very quiet going into the fight, but after that, that victory uh, and he, against a bloke, and he described him too as being built of granite uh, Takeshi Inoue. But as we were rightly pointing out, you only had to look at Inoue's face to know that he had been copping plenty of uh, plenty of rubber, plenty of, of leather rather, through the fight. And um, I, I said I like the saying, he's got a head like a careless beekeeper, which is, I, I think, quite a good saying. There's another one too, like a, um, a bulldog chewing wasps, mm. that type of face, yeah. you know. But he wouldn't go away. And, uh, and Timmy, is, he, he said, I'm coming for you, coming for all of you. He doesn't just want Castaño. He, he wants not just one world title. He wants to unify or he wants all belts. And he wants them not just across that one weight division. He wants to get them across multiple weight divisions when he's done and dusted as a fighter. So he's got high ambitions, lofty ambitions, but he can back it up, can't he? He's a... He's a real, real talent, Timmy Zhu. I've been trying to get his dad, uh, Kostya, on the line. I haven't had any luck um, with Kostya, and I, I didn't really expect to be able to, but I thought we'd try anyway. Uh, you've got to try, haven't you? Hey, you know, well, hopefully There's no harm in asking. Exactly. He might still come through, but I might be on, on my way home. <laughs> so there he is, Timmy Zhu, a unanimous points decision, um, 120 to 107, 119 to 108, 120-107. So Timmy Zhu is 20-0. and 0, And uh, next in line, uh, next in line is Brian Castaño. And that will be next year. Don't know when. And I'm not even sure where it will be. Mm. We spoke to Timmy on the weekend on Sports Central. And I asked him that question. Where will it be? And he said, oh, yeah, probably the United States. But then... Um, wouldn't it be lovely if he took the fight to Russia and his dad was in his corner? He wins, he wins, he wins well. You're listening to Higher Ground, 22 to midnight. Well, that just about does it for me and for the Mad Russian. We are about to bundy off for the evening. Uh, you know the drill up there. Uh, turn the lights out, shut the door, and uh, thank you for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed the last couple of hours. I'll be back in the chair this weekend from Saturday on midday till 4, Sunday also midday till 4 on Sports Central. Until then, take care. You keep smiling.